3: Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells, too. I'm not not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home. But just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me. On top of what it's done for my allergies, go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. The death of standards. I know you feel like something's wrong, like everything's upside down. It's because standards have died, and we're going to talk about that tonight. I'll tell you what I mean. We have a twisted-up culture. Plus, something fun to show you. All that's coming up on I'm Right. Okay, it's time for me to address it. Let's go ahead and get offensive with everybody. It's time for you and I to have a talk eye to eye. I know what you feel, because you email me and tell me all the time, and I feel the exact same way, about America in general now in 2020. You feel like you live on a separate planet sometimes. You see the things that get celebrated in the news, and you think, what? And you see the things that get crushed in the news, and you think, I... I like that. It's like the entire world is upside down. Everything you believe has been ripped apart and repackaged. And now what's good is bad. What's left is right. What's up is down. I know what that feels like. I'm going through it right now, too. But you will need to understand a couple things about it. One, it was intentional in the beginning, not always intentional now. Many people have just come up through this social justice warrior system and they are so twisted by 12 years plus in government schools, they really do believe they're doing the right thing. They're trying to be good people. Understand that. And actually, that makes them even more dangerous because they do believe they have the moral high ground. That's one. You need to understand that. Their parents were different, though their grandparents were different, though. At the beginning, the social justice warrior movement was intentional. If you look around you and you see the intentional lowering of standards, the celebration of failure, victimhood instead of the celebration of success, know that that was always a critical part of bringing down the United States of America. If I choose to become a kindergarten teacher, God forbid, but if I choose to become a kindergarten teacher and at the beginning of the year I start handing out Sour Patch Kids and Extra Recess to all the kids who fail every test and the kids who are well-behaved and get A's I put in the corner with the dunce cap. What kind of class am I going to have at the end of the year? A really, really stupid one because I've chosen my culture. The Marxists did this in the very beginning. They talk about it endlessly, rotting out our culture from the inside. They marched through every single part of this society and crapped all over it. They're in the churches. They're in the schools. They're in the federal bureaucracy. They're in the military. Lots of them are. So that's one of the two things you need to understand about it. The second thing you need to understand about it is you're not alone. It's easy right now when the left owns the entire American culture. And I mean everything, everything, virtually everything you consume on TV. You read the articles from inside the Beltway. It's all the same system. The people who believe the same thing, saying the same things to you, professors, high school teachers, Hollywood actors, wherever you go, they're saying the same thing and you feel alone. You're not alone. There are millions of people who think just like you, who look at everything right now and think, that's not right. Well, let me tell you, it's not right. It's not. You don't have to lay down and accept it. You actually have an obligation to fight back against it. And what does that mean? It means saying things that make people uncomfortable. And I'm not just talking about your crazy leftist cousin on Facebook so many of your friends even your republican voting friends have been raised in this system and don't even realize how poisoned their minds are i hear republicans all the time we need to be more diverse we have to be more inclusive why i'm fine with diversity that's fine give me performance give me performance i don't care Tall, short, black, white, man, woman, doesn't matter to me. Mexicans, Indians, Asians, who cares? I want smaller government. Give me performance. The rest of that stuff, it only matters up here. But I see Republicans talk about these things all the time. We really need more women to run. Why? does, Does the woman have some saintly quality that a man doesn't have when she steps into office? No. Give me small government if that's all women, so be it. If it's all men, so be it. Give me performance. Don't play the left's game on the left's field with the left's referees enforcing the left's rules and then act shocked every single time you lose. Stop with this nonsense. I saw this. I'm sure you saw the past week. If not, don't worry, I'm going to show the video for you. Some woman, Sarah Fuller for Vanderbilt, Their football team's dog meat. So their coach, I don't know, thought he was going to get some points with somebody, dressed this woman as a kicker and let her go out and kick a 30-yard squib kick. It it was fine. Here it is.
4: Sarah Fuller Uh, is about to put her right foot into a football,
5: speaking volumes to women around the world. Awesome, awesome. You can hit a crowd. Everybody understands what's happening right now. This is... Pretty cool moment.
4: And the kick down at the 35 yard line, and Sarah Fuller. Happy Thanksgiving. What a day. What a
3: day in college football. Why? What a day. Speaking volumes to women? What does it say to women? That you can get out there and dribble a kick up the field and someone will give you an opportunity to do so just because you're a woman? Is that supposed to be inspirational to women? I'm going to say something and you're going to get mad and I don't care at all. If you're a woman or if your daughter or any any women out there had more self-worth after watching that woman kick a... 30-yard squib kick than you did before your parents failed you you should be happy with just who you are don't listen to this disgusting you can do anything a man can do culture out there you're not unequal you're different and that's just fine god made us different ain't a thing in the world wrong with it you're going to have a miserable life if you spend the whole time trying to jam that square peg in a round hole. I promise you. But it's not about the kick. It's not about that. It's about she just won the award for SEC Special Teams Player of the Week. Now, I don't expect you to care about the Special Teams Player of the Week for any conference. I don't, I don't expect you to care about college football. That's not what this is about. What it is is Player of the Week for that? If that isn't who we've become in America, it it perfectly describes who we've become. All symbolic, all window dressing, all touchy-feely, make-you-feel-good crap without any actual performance involved at all. Is that what we're going to allow our country to be? I don't want to live in that place. I want to celebrate accomplishment. I'm not here to celebrate failure. I'm not here to act like you deserve a graduation party for graduating kindergarten. Congratulations, you learned your ABCs. That's really, really inspiring. Maybe we need to realign this culture. Maybe it starts at home. Just a thought. Now, it's no secret that CNN has taken a bit of a hard left turn. We had some leak from Jeff Zucker in wow, is this an indictment on the American media?
4: Okay, I I just want to reemphasize that, uh, you know, I I think we we cannot normalize what has happened here uh, in the last week with Trump and his behavior. And I I go back to what David said, David Chalian said, that this is a president who knows he's losing, who knows he's in trouble, uh, is sick, Maybe is uh, on on uh, the after effects of steroids or not I don't know but he is acting erratically and desperately and we we need to uh, 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 we need to we need to not normalize that you know this is what we've come to expect uh, for the last three and a half years four years but it clearly is exacerbated by Uh, the time that we're in and the issues that he's dealing with. And I think that we cannot just let let it be normalized. He is all over the place and acting erratically. And I think we need to lean into that.
3: That perfectly sums up how the media approached Donald Trump for four years and how they'll approach the next Republican as well. And what's wild to me is they can't even see it. That whole voicemail or leaked audio that's the problem they view themselves as having some moral obligation to stop this republican they're not in it to be journalists they're not in it to cover something they're not even in it to just cover something critically That's why they embarrassed themselves time after time after time for four years with these absurd stories that turned out not to be true at all The second they get a whiff of something that might be true and it was anti-Trump, it was off to the races, head to the presses with it. Oh, oh, that was wrong. Oh, anyway, sorry. On to the next scandal. They don't care. Why don't they care? Because they genuinely believe it's their job to stop Republicans. You can't survive as a country if that's your media. We have got to turn the channel off. I know that sounds self-serving. You're watching me. You've already turned the channel off CNN, but we have to spread that word around to others. All right. I do get a kick out of watching Barack Obama pop his head up again for all the things he did, packing the federal government full of these leftist nutjob academia types who are rotting this place out, pops his head up and complains about things like defund the police if
6: you believe as as i do that we should be able to reform the criminal justice system so that it's not biased and treats everybody fairly i guess you can use a snappy slogan like defund the police but you know you've lost a big audience the minute you say it which makes it a lot less likely that you're actually going to get the changes you want done
3: sorry about the audio. I believe he actually did that interview on Snapchat, and apparently he did it underneath the ocean. But you're the one who ushered this era in. Does Barack Obama ever look in the mirror and critically you know, analyze what he sees? This insane social justice warrior movement Everyone knows where it began. Everyone knows why it began. Enjoy, Barack Obama. These nut jobs in your party now, these are all your people. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, natural medicines, holistic healing approaches, they are known to alleviate things like joint pain, like anxiety. You have any of that? I I know you have some of that. It was a rhetorical question. I see the emails. I choose CBD, and I choose the right CBD because I only buy it from doctors' trusted CBD. They're the experts. They've been doing it since 1999. They researched the whole industry to find only the best CBD products. It's why they teamed up with Be Best Organics. It's your one-stop shop for all your CBD needs. Go to doctorstrustedcbd.com, and I'm going to save you some money. Use the promo code JESSE. That gets you free shipping and 10% off. We'll be back. We're concerned about China, aren't we? And I'm going to get to this Trump rule here in just a moment. Believe me, I'm going to get to the Section 230 stuff and why I'm actually a little angry with Trump. But first... We're worried about China. Do you feel like we glossed over the Hunter Biden stuff maybe a little too much? The American public isn't aware of what's going on? I'm glad there are people like Senator Kennedy still out there talking about it.
6: I'm not making any accusations, but here are the facts as I see it being as objective as I can. Um, President Obama put Mr. Biden in charge of the foreign affairs of two countries, Ukraine and China. And in both instances, his son, Biden, walked away with millions of dollars of contracts. I'm not alleging that anybody did anything wrong. I don't know. But I know the message that 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 sent to the world, uh, Shannon, and and you do too, uh, that America's foreign policy could be bought. And uh, I think that's the second hurdle that Mr. Biden's going to have to address pretty quickly.
3: He is going to have to address it. I found myself thinking about the same thing last night. How much are you and I going to watch Joe Biden and how he conducts himself when it comes to things like China? And now, because we never got a full accounting of this, the media ran cover for him the whole time. Now, aren't you going to be suspicious? I know I am. Oh, Joe Biden wants to wants to renegotiate this trade deal. Joe Biden backed off the South China Sea. I wonder what kind of dirt they have on him. This is a thought that's going to go through the American public. And the reason it is, is because we don't have a media to properly investigate things when they should. Instead, they're too worried about campaigning for Democrats and foreign policy in general. I am a non-interventionist now. I mean, obviously, that's not universal. Sometimes you have to go kick butt and take names. I realize that. But for the most part, I mind my own business. You mind your own business. I believe that personally, nationally. That's just how I live my life. And so I liked Donald Trump's much less involvement foreign policy. We strengthened our allies. Our adversaries are isolated. We are bringing troops home. I loved how he did it. The truth is, Joe Biden's presidency, if he's sworn in, It's going to go back to the way things were, and that sucks. I'm glad Senator Hawley seems to be pointing it out these people now that Biden is putting out that he wants,
5: uh, should he actually be sworn in as president, are unbelievable. Tony Blinken, you mentioned him. Here's a guy who hasn't met a war that he doesn't love. He thinks that we should be in Syria even bigger than we have been. He thinks we should have stayed longer. He thinks we should be doing nation-building in Iraq, Afghanistan. We should never leave. I mean, this is the kind of war-forever,
3: America-last policy that voters have rejected again and again. It's true. Now, I have to be honest. I brought up those first two things because well they're important. They are very important, but I struggled with this one here because while we're going through this election nightmare Voter fraud, possibly loss. While we're going through all this, I don't like to be the guy that runs out and starts dumping on the president we just had. Because overall, I think Donald Trump did an outstanding job. Frankly, maybe the best president I've had in my lifetime. That's, I mean that. But he has a couple tweets out here. I'm going to read them to you. And then we're going to have serious, serious, serious talk. Section 230, which is a liability shielding gift from the U.S. to big tech, the only companies in America that have it, corporate welfare, is a serious threat to our national security and election integrity. Our country can never be safe and secure if we allow it to stand. Therefore, if the very dangerous and unfair Section 30 is not completely terminated as part of the National Defense Authorization Act, I will be forced to unequivocally veto the bill when sent to the very beautiful resolute debt desk take back America now thank you okay I support that take away 230 but my watch says it's December 2nd 2020 where was this for four years I'm I'm not trying to be mean certainly not trying to dump on the president we already had our election it was a month ago The second Donald Trump was elected, Big Tech went on a four-year rampage against voices on the right, censoring here, promoting voices on the left. Activist rampage, censoring often the president himself. And during that time, the president of the United States signed bill bill after bill after bill after bill after bill without a word about vetoing Section 230. It's now December 2nd. 2020. It's too late. That ship has sailed. It's too late now. The leverage is gone. Everything's gone. And I don't say this to rip on them. I say this because we've got to do better the next time. There'll be a next time. No, we're on their will. We have to do better than this. This waiting till it's over to try to get things done. <sighs> They spent four years making sure they were in place to do what they did during that election. Call all you want now. You didn't do anything about it when it mattered. All right. Now, sadly, and this is sad, criminals often outpace law enforcement, especially in the beginning. Law enforcement isn't even aware of some of these crimes. And then when they get a hold of some of them, it takes them time to figure out how to tackle it. Home title theft is tearing through this country right now. And law enforcement does not have a handle on it. The FBI is gravely concerned about this crime. Your home title is online. It is not a piece of paper. It's online. They're going to hack into it. They're going to forge your signature on it and take a loan out against it unless you get home title Lock. Go now and sign up before it happens to you. Believe me, it is brutal. Go to hometitlelock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code RADIO. That gets you 30 days for free. We'll be back. Joining me now, CEO of Chickasaw Bank and former Speaker of the House of Oklahoma, T.W. Shannon. T.W., I see yet another... Mayor Austin's mayor this time caught violating the rules that he puts on small businesses in his town. I know you know, Austin, even though you're probably not a fan being an Oklahoma guy, but it's full (laughs) of bars and restaurants. Small business owners, this is how they make a living. Tells them all to stay home, stay safe from a cabin in Cabo San Lucas. Why do politicians do this time and time again?
5: Well, I think what you're saying is the you know hypocrisy of the left, which knows absolutely no bounds. I mean, once again, as you mentioned, you've got an elected official who's making rules that they don't think they have to that don't apply to them. But actually, it's interesting because that's exactly how socialism and communism work. Uh, the elected class of people, uh, they have a certain rule set of rules that they live by. They live well and the rest of us have to kind of suffer. And that, that's the challenge that you're seeing. I think the proposal, I think the way you fix this, challenge is really you, 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 you have a law that says that any type of shutdown that is applied to the American people would also include uh, a stopping pay for elected officials because I guarantee you that would get the, the attention of elected officials.
3: How, how do we get the point home to them that we're angry? Or, uh, look, I've got to ask an unquest- uncomfortable question, are we angry? I mean, they keep doing this. Uh, maybe we're not angry enough in this country. They keep doing it time and time again. Maybe we maybe we want this. You know, we we keep we, we keep asking, or
5: politicians keep asking. Um, you know, those of us that are in business and those of us that are just in the general public to do more and more and more as it relates to COVID nineteen. Listen, I want to take all the necessary precautions. I run a bank. About a hundred people. Uh, we sent nearly uh, more than half, probably 60 or 70% of our population is now working from home. Uh, we, we have plenty of masks. We, we've invested in all types of PPP uh, and, and, and you know, we, I'm sorry, not PPP, but PPE uh, what is it, P-E-P, personal equi- personal uh, protection equipment, PPE, there it is. We've invested in all sorts of that stuff because we want to keep our people safe. But what we don't uh, subscribe to are politicians who set rules that they don't think they have to live by. Who don't actually understand the real world? I mean, you look at AOC, uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I mean, this lady, to her credit, she got elected to the United States Congress, but there's not a lot of life experience. I don't know that she's ever hired a person. I don't know that she's ever tried to make a payroll. I don't know that she fully understands how the real wor- real world works. And so, when she rolls out, you know, outrageous legislation like the Green New Deal that would create, you know, onerous burdens on the average american family i don't know that it's always done from a place of hate i think it's done more from a place of ignorance
3: how can they be so ignorant the left in general not even just about this how can they be so ignorant when we're at a time of endless information i, I have my phone i have i could look up how to do brain surgery right now on my phone and probably pull it up before you're done talking there's unlimited mm-hmm. information so how are people so dumb
5: well, I think part of the the issue is people have been so siloed on where they get their information. Um, you know, it used to be people read multiple sources, but now it's such a, a reliance on social media, which, by the way, has its own bias, right? We know that the social media companies, most of them the big boys, that they're all in bed with the left. Um, they're censoring the, the conservative viewpoint. Um, those of us that that have a different worldview that you know, subscribes to traditional family values, that subscribes to uh, the Constitution, they censor us. And so the left often, they don't hear our message. You know They don't hear it on many college campuses. Unfortunately, the, the right, we've seeded so much to the left in terms of entertainment and in terms of, of higher education. I was a, a fellow at Harvard uh, in 2017 and led a study group there. And it, I was amazed at the number of, of young people who had never met a real-life conservative. They've never heard the viewpoint. Now, many of them that heard it, they were open to the idea of less government and lower taxes once they heard why. Uh, But many of them have never heard it before. So I think we've got to do a better job on the right of of taking back some of these institutions that we've completely ceded to the left, like Hollywood and like uh, higher education.
3: Where do we begin there? Because because I could not possibly agree more. I mean, I I believe they're actually both important. People can scoff at Hollywood, but the things our kids consume with their eyes do, it does matter a lot. How do we begin something like that? And look, education, that's obviously probably the most important thing. Where do people begin? They're angry. They want to do something. You bet. Well, I think part of it is something else I left out. You know, we've got to look
5: at where we're running for office. You know, we're so focused on the national level politics and uh, it is important, you know, right now, it's, 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 you know, it's looking like Joe is going to be sworn in as our next president, that holding on to the United States Senate becomes even more important than it's ever been. Uh, but we need people up and down the ballot who understand the conservative viewpoint. You know, whether it be on school board elections or on city, city council races, um, we, we're just not showing up to those elections to run for office. And so many of those uh, jurisdictions are being completely seated to the left and so uh the, the good news though for places like hollywood and california people are seeing the end result of far left radical policies they, they fail they don't they they create misery and they create chaos and that's what you're seeing in a state like california where people are fleeing the coast uh to come to the heartland where we still value freedom and liberty you know, i've always said the greater the freedom the greater the wealth and so that's why you're seeing you know, people leaving California in droves to come to places like Oklahoma City where we've got a great quality of life. We've got a, a low cost of living. We, we, we have clean air and plenty of clean water because we don't have outrageous environmental policies
3: that actually destroy the environment. C.W., but see, that's my problem. I struggle with this. Why do I want them if I'm in Oklahoma City or I'm down here, I'm in in Texas? Why do I want them here? It's not that I have anything against somebody inherently from California. I try to be as non-prejudiced as humanly possible, but I have to question your politics when you're moving from California to where I am, and I'm worried you're going to ruin where I chose to move. Well, again,
5: if, if if we are doing our part as conservatives to get our message out, about what it means when you allow people to keep more of their money and how that creates generational wealth and how, you know, socialism's never moved anybody from poverty into the middle class. You know, over 2 billion people have moved in this century out of generational poverty. 2 billion people. It's because of the spread of capitalism around the world by the United States. And so I think as long as we're getting that message out and people can compare the two, I think we win every time. The challenge is the gatekeepers of the message uh, and the big tech and, and big, big government, uh, big business, we're seeing them squash the voice of the right. And so I always think we need more taxpayers and less, not more taxes, but more taxpayers. I think that's always a good recipe. But you're right. Uh, I want to make sure that we've got conservatives at the table and that we control them. T.W., DW-
3: I'm obviously not all about the Antifa scumbags, the Black Lives Matter scumbags. I, just, I, I, I don't do that. I don't like that kind of violent street activism. But I see the things police are doing now enforcing coronavirus lockdowns. I just got word about an undercover sting operation where plainclothes officers arrested a restaurant owner for serving food. And I say to myself, you know... They're going to lose the one friend they have, and that was people on the right. They're going to lose it if this kind of enforcement continues. Look, I like cops. I have no problem with cops. Obviously, there are bad ones out there, bad ones everywhere. But they're going to lose the one part of the population they had, man, if they don't clean this stuff up. you got to start refusing to do some of this stuff, don't you? Well,
5: I'm not so concerned about the police. I'm more concerned about the elected officials who are imposing... These onerous restrictions yeah. on business owners and the public. Listen, there has to be a fine line between public safety uh, and, and, and personal liberties. Uh, but I always err on the side of personal liberties. I think that's what's made this country great. Uh, we should be expanding the bounds of liberty, not not reducing them. And frankly, you know, your your constitutional rights. I, I don't see um, a I don't see a clause in the Constitution that gives you an end around around those those constitutional rights during a pandemic. Uh, this is still the United States of America. And, and what, what really scares me are the number of radical far left politicians that I see who are calling for Americans to report uh, their, their neighbors, spying on their neighbors. That is totally from the Stalin, uh, Nazi, Hitler uh, playbook. And that's not welcome here in America. We don't need that, we don't want that. We want people to get better. We want people to practice personal responsibility. But that just goes, again, to the worldview of the left, who believes that government is the end all of, of all, that they can solve all our problems, when I believe, like Ronald Reagan said, government isn't the solution, government is the problem. And and we're seeing that more and more, where the, the cure for what we're seeing in this pandemic is actually worse than the actual uh, pandemic itself, unfortunately. Uh, but hopefully we're on the... The tail end of it, and, and I'm 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 really excited about what the Trump administration has done to fast track a vaccine, um, and and I'm hopeful that that will that that will be successful, and and maybe we should start by requiring all our politicians to get it first. That way, uh, you know, if it if it works, we know we're
3: all safe, and if it doesn't work, well then our, our republic is safe. <laughs> T.W. Shannon, thank you, man. I appreciate you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. good. All right. We'll be back. Joining me now, former congresswoman, medical doctor, independent women's forum, and obviously one of my favorite guests because I have her on all the time, Nan Hayworth. Nan, I feel like the right is almost as susceptible as the left is to social justice warrior. Think, they just don't realize they are. I hear words all the time like inclusiveness and diversity. And I think these words are stupid and don't accomplish anything. Give me accomplishment. I don't care what color, what gender. Give me the goods. And yet I feel like we've fallen prey to that. But am I just a barbarian?
7: (laughs) Uh, You're you're right on target, Jesse. The problem that we have, of course, is that by uh, endorsing implicitly or explicitly uh, this kind of language, uh, and and language can indeed be powerful. Uh, deeds mean more, but language means much. Uh, by endorsing these terms without demanding accountability for what they mean and how they translate into action and what that action implies for their constituents and for the nation, uh, Republicans who claim to cherish... Uh, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, which is an enumeration of negative rights. It is our right not to be imposed upon by the state, and that includes the imposition of quotas or the embrace of so-called diversity as a goal in and of itself. If they don't specify what they mean and how this is going to be applied, uh, they do the nation a disservice as well as our party.
3: Nan, you are obviously... M.D., I hear time and time again, because they didn't have a a medical program in my community college, I hear time and again that it has worked its way into medicine big time. Is that true?
7: Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Medicine is now, the field of medicine is dominated by leftist politics. And in academic medicine in particular, there is a, a, a very strong drive. Uh, toward again these diversity uh, rules, regulations, statutes, if you will, within the profession, and and I'm entirely in favor of diversity, but let's again specify what that means. What what are the implications? To me, it means that we welcome all who want to join our profession. There should be no barriers to participation. Uh, But what does it not mean? It it means that we do not uh, categorize our colleagues on the basis of their identity. And unfortunately, Jesse, as we all know, that is what uh, this ends up being, even with the best of intentions. What happens under those circumstances? Eventually, uh, medicine, healthcare, patients, science, patients above all, of course, are ill-served because we need talented people to do these jobs. It's not easy to be a doctor. I know firsthand. It's pretty damn difficult to be a really good doctor. And I never cared about the gender, the skin color, uh, you know, the sexual uh, preferences uh, of my physicians, and they've run the gamut. I don't care as long as they're great doctors. That's what this should be about.
3: Are we, are we seeing more and more of this, or is this just a social media phenomenon? Because I have these moments. I'm having one today, and where I look around and I think, we are rotting out the entire standards of, of, of our country. We've allowed this crap to worm its way through every single institution, and we've really yes. allowed this thing to grow out of control. Is this just in my head? No,
7: absolutely not in your head. Uh, and I think we may have talked about him before, Jesse, but Michael Gonzalez uh, from Heritage wrote a great book called The Plot to Change America. Uh, it's, it's a well-written book. It takes a couple of hours to read, uh, well worth the investment of time. He describes how deliberately... Uh, Those on the left, those who seek to overturn our great constitutional republic and make it a Marxist-slash-socialist-slash-authoritarian country, did so systematically. They aimed for our institutions and for specifically our schools of education. We now have three generations of teachers, at least, who have been indoctrinated, steeped in Marxism and collectivism. It starts out that way. It starts out as this nice, you know, collectivist ideal. Don't we all owe each other our very best? Well, of course we do. Uh, But then it becomes, shouldn't we have a government who... Uh, requires us, who organizes all these things, who arranges all of this for us. Uh, and once people embrace that, once students uh, embrace, are indoctrinated in, are steeped in that mentality, they will willingly, they will seek to, they will actively transfer power to government because they fail to recognize, they've never recognized, and they are not taught that that is a very dangerous thing to do.
3: How do we change that? then is the solution, is it homeschooling in private schools? What is the solution? How do we take back the government school system? Look, everyone knows I just want to burn the whole government school system to the ground. But how do we take it back? Do we take our kids out of it? How do we stop this? Because I don't expect people to hear what you just said and accept it. I certainly don't accept it. I want to change it, right?
7: Right. No, I agree. And obviously, I do passionately. Uh, mm-hmm. And Jesse, I think it, it, it starts at, at a, a couple of levels. I mean, yeah, you can attack this at every level, uh, but one way to do it uh, structurally that would be uh, helpful would be to remove the federal government from the funding of education, You know, to decentralize it to that extent. That would be helpful, uh, I- enormously helpful, uh, if we as voters uh, learn, you know, we have to be educated. I mean, this is a constant struggle to make sure that we uh, are are getting the word out. Uh, people like you, obviously, who are gaining an audience, and that's a wonderful thing. Prager, you, uh, you know, is is a, has a powerful teaching presence. But when we educate people about the dangers of surrendering, as you say, Jesse, get your kids out of government schools, that would be a huge help. Uh, but it's also, it is at the grassroots we have to uh reawaken uh the the great uh, foundation for our representative democracy which was that individual citizens were capable of ordering their lives you know we, we we were able to embrace self-determination instead of dependency and that culturally has been the danger uh that that we now witness you know people willingly surrender their rights uh, because they, they, they somehow feel that you know they've been persuaded that they cannot manage their lives themselves. You know once we, once we're a nation of sheep, very difficult to uh, recover that without uh, uh, really disruptive, painful uh, processes.
3: You're awesome, Nan. Nan, uh, Barack Obama came out. I, I do think it's adorable, of course. Back to the limelight, Barack Obama comes, and he's talking about how defund the police. It really hurt us. And Nan, I, I, my jaw dropped. Does Barack Obama not realize he was the one who put this movement on turbo drive? He's the one who ushered all these people in, but you were in Congress at the time. Am I wrong?
7: No, he, Barack Obama... Uh, started us on this merry road when he, particularly in the Trayvon Martin uh, incident, instead of stepping back from it and saying, "Let's let's get all the evidence of what happened here." Uh, he inflamed passions by saying, you know, Trayvon Martin looks as though he could have been my son. Uh, When uh, the Harvard professor, uh, the black Harvard professor, was mistakenly accosted at his home, I guess, by local police, and Barack Obama made a big deal about that. Uh, When Michael Brown uh, was killed in an encounter with the police uh, in Ferguson, Missouri, uh, Barack Obama inflamed that. His whole subliminal and overt message was that instead of saying, now we can be post-racial, everybody, you know, I am I am your president, I'm black. Let's move forward together. You know, let's make thinking about race, let's really make it about what Dr. King said, the, co- the content of our character, not the color of our skin. Instead, he did exactly the opposite. He said, even though I am your president, we have a terrible history, a terrible, toxic, horrible history that we can't simply get beyond just like that. So let's let's wallow in this misery. And I think a lot of it's influenced by his wife, who is a deeply negative person.
3: This is all just about power, isn't it? And everything, all the gender, the race, the, the, the gay rights, the all that, it, it all just comes back to giving more power to the Democrat party and the government, doesn't it?
7: Well, it's, sir, look, it, we, we know that constituencies that seek power will uh, opportunistically uh, join these efforts because, of course, they see, they see money and, uh, and influence and comforts for themselves. There's no question about it. Under the Obama administration, uh, with all the regulatory regimes that they newly imposed and enlarged, uh, the rich got richer, poor got poorer. No surprise, those with access, you know, the corporatists, they all do fine. They didn't like Donald Trump very much either. You know, it's not really so much about party for them. It's about rent-seeking and regulatory capture. No question.
3: Nan Hayworth, thank you so much, ma'am.
7: <laughs> thank you, Jesse. Anytime. It's a privilege.
3: All right. We have a hilarious video coming up. Hang on. <laughs> It is that time of year again, the time of Christmas decorations. Your wife and your heir you're going to put up the lights. You know what I'm talking about. And everybody has the neighbor who's a little too over-exuberant about the whole thing. Enjoy this parody from hilarious comedian John Crist. I'm only going to play you a little of it. Go check out the rest yourself. All right.
6: In the car, kids, we are going Christmas inflatable shopping. I will not be outdone by the neighbors of- Oh, that's a port. No, that's a, yeah, that's a porta potty. But it looks the same. What are Christmas inflatables? They're like a, it, they're like Crocs for your yard. Uh, oh, 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 I have died and gone to heaven. Get me a buggy. Give me at least one of each. Get me the squirrel. Get me the minion. And get me the Grinch. I am dreaming of a white trash Christmas. Nice. Hi, all. I'm seeing here is the 13 uh, foot blow up penguin. Do you have anything bigger? Than that, yeah, I'm trying to overcompensate for some other things in my personal life, so. This is absolutely too small of a Christmas tree. Okay, look how thin it is at the base. I like my Christmas trees like I like my mobile homes. Double wide. God bless Home Depot for their unbelievable selection of Christmas inflatables. You know what? I love their motto. You can do it. We can help. I'm pretty sure. They're referring to lowering the property value in my neighborhood. Look, it's a Cabela's gift card. Now, get this for your Uncle Ricky. Remember that wedding we went to last summer? This is where he got his outfit. <laughs> Riley, get over here. Look at this one. It's brain freeze. He have a snowman eating an ice cream cone. It's irony. <laughs> this will go perfect. I have one that's, that's Santa getting a wedgie from a penguin. It'll go right next to that.
3: That guy kills me. All right, everybody, we'll do it again tomorrow.